Hi, this is Dr. Karen Becker, and today we're going to discuss carnivores and protein. Dogs and cats need 22 amino acids to be healthy. Dogs can synthesize 12 of those amino acids, and cats can synthesize 11 of them. The remaining amino acids need to come from their food. That's why they're called essential amino acids. Now, the quality and quantity of protein, which is where pets get amino acids from, is really important, especially for carnivores, because it's the foundation of health for them. Protein quality is incredibly variable, so there can be highly assimilatable and digestible protein all the way down to not assimilatable protein uh, quality. For instance, beaks, feet, hides, tails, snouts, those are all 100% protein, but they're 100% indigestible. Protein has what's called a biologic value, which is the utilizable amino acid content. And eggs have the highest biologic value at 100, Fish is pretty darn close. It's up there at 92. And then feathers have zero biologic value, which means even though they're all protein, it's not absorbable or assimilatable. Now, interestingly, there are some foods like soy. Soy has, uh, has a biologic value of 67%, and I included that in there because even though it has quite a bit of protein, it's not species appropriate for dogs and cats. Now, cheap dog and cat foods will include soy as a source of protein as well as corn because it's a cheap way to get that protein content up, up there on the guaranteed analysis. But because it's not species appropriate, we don't recommend that you feed foods that are not appropriate for the animals that you're nourishing. Digestion and assimilation is not measured on, on dog and cat food, so they can include other types of protein that have no biologic value on the, on the amount of protein included. So you can be fooled into thinking you're feeding a higher protein food when really even the protein's not biologically available. Asking the kidney and the liver function of your pets to process a lower quality protein or an indigestible protein over time is exactly how protein got a bad rap. In the 40s and 50s, when we really did not have good quality dog and cat foods available, when they were 100% runoff or rendered from the human uh, food industry, when we were just taking all the pieces and parts left over from the slaughter plants and mixing them with all of the vegetables and grains that were discarded, that not approved for human consumption, blending them together with a synthetic vitamin mineral supplement and calling it a pet food, uh, the amount of protein uh, in those foods, although not overwhelmingly high, the quality was just terrible. And because that, that protein level was so, the, the protein quality was so difficult for the pets to digest, many pets' kidney and liver function began to struggle. And that was exactly how veterinarians in mid-century started recommending senior pet foods. Senior cat foods and senior dog foods came about because of the terrible quality dog and cat foods that were on the market. And to this day, I strongly recommend if you are feeding a render dog and cat food, which means if you're feeding a dog and cat food that contains protein that is not digestible or assimilatable, I wholeheartedly recommend you reduce the amount of protein you're feeding because those organs can't process that terrible quality protein. Now, the good news is, is that uh, dog and cat quality of the food, the food quality has dramatically increased in the last 30 to 40 years. And what we know to be true, as of 1992, Dr. Delmar Finko was the veterinary nutritionist that made the discovery that actually protein requirements increase as pets age. They don't decrease. And most importantly, animals in kidney failure, when protein was restricted, it didn't uh, make them live any longer or any healthfully. 
In fact, what his research showed was that cats that were put on protein restriction actually had hypoproteinemia issues. They had more issues with low protein and muscle wasting. They became catabolic. They dropped weight. Um, they became more ill the, the more protein that was restricted in their diet. So what Dr. Delmarfinko discovered was that it was the level of phosphorus in foods that exacerbated kidney disease. So since that recommendation, or since that research came about, veterinary recommendations have changed. And what we're recommending is that animals that are struggling when their kidney and liver function isn't 100%, we recommend, A, that you feed really good quality protein. It has to be highly digestible and highly assimilatable. We also recommend that you do phosphorus restriction in the diet, but not necessarily protein, because we know cats and dogs, being carnivores, require lots of good quality protein, not only to maintain organ function and immune function, but to maintain healthy muscle mass as they go uh, through life and into the aging process. So we know that foods, there are foods that are, are highly metabolically stressful, and there are foods that have low metabolic stress, which means there are foods that are easy to process and foods that are not so easy to process. Foods with the least amount of metabolic stress are foods that are whole, raw, unprocessed and in their natural form, which means foods that have very little um, dehydration or processing are, are the most assimilatable for your pet. That means that they are biologically appropriate. That means all the water in the food is, still remains in the food, so they've not been dehydrated. We know that when foods are dehydrated or extruded, or processed that when the moisture content goes from 70%, which is really easily assimilatable for kidneys and liver to process, down to 12%, that the kidney and liver can be stressed because of chronic low-grade dehydration. Dogs and cats especially have to drink a lot of water to rehydrate that dehydrated food, and that can be a stressor to organs that are beginning to struggle either from age-related changes or from birth congenital defects. So we recommend leaving food in its natural state to provide not only the most moisture, but the most biologic uh, assimilation and digestion to be able to occur. You need to leave foods as natural as you possibly can. Species appropriate means that we recommend that you feed a higher protein in its natural form with low grains if you're nourishing dogs and cats. They're by nature obligate carnivores, cats, and scavenging carnivores, dogs. We also recommend that you, to the best of your ability, recognize that there are foods that, ca that can cause metabolic stress. And foods that can be stressful to your pets are foods that are highly processed or dehydrated. This is where some of the concern has come about with high-protein kibble. There, there's a big, in the last 15 years, there's a big movement towards getting away from carbohydrates. Not only veterinary nutritionists, but uh, pet food companies have recognized that dogs and cats do better on a higher-protein, lower-grain diet. I certainly agree with that. There can be some problems when it's not biologically appropriate, which means dogs and cats eating an all-protein-based diet do just fine as long as it's 70 to 80% moisture. When you take the moisture out of those high-protein foods, uh, that can be difficult to process because of the dehydration factor. So we prefer foods highly, uh, highly unprocessed and therefore not dehydrated. The second issue that can cause metabolic stress is that it's incorrect for the species, so a diet that's higher in carbohydrates can create more inflammation. And certainly lower quality proteins is last but not least when it comes to things to identify for recognizing where stress comes into the diet. Feathers, beaks, snouts, all considered protein, but of course the quality is very, very poor. So when you're contemplating uh, the protein issue when it comes to dogs and cats, recognize that by you can't say 
save your cat's or dog's kidney function by putting them on a low-protein diet, that they need protein to be healthy, and certainly as they age, they need more protein to offset the amount of muscle wasting that can occur. We recommend you offer it in its natural form, full of moisture, unprocessed, um, to be able to provide the most nourishment with the most assimilation to your pets if you're interested in providing species-appropriate nutrition.